Hey folks, welcome to the Aspire Natural Health Podcast. My name is Dr. Tim Gersmar. At Aspire Natural Health, we are experts at treating digestive issues, autoimmune disease, and other hard-to-treat cases. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you interesting and informative discussions and topics, whether that's with us or other experts and interesting people. Listen, we want to reach as many people as possible and help as many lives as we can. This podcast is and always will remain free of charge, so we'll bring you the expertise, but we do need your help. There are two simple things that you can do to help us in our efforts to reach as many people as possible. Whether this is your first podcast or one of many, if you found these podcasts helpful, please do two things. The first is share it with any friends or people you know who might find it valuable. Again, it's free. Please drop them a line and let them know about the podcast. The second thing, which is really important, is to please head on over to iTunes and give us preferably a five-star review. Whatever you think we're worth, we're striving here to produce a five-star podcast. And it would really help if you would take a minute to drop us a five-star review. That way, iTunes ranks us highly. Other people can see and hear about us, and we can succeed in spreading the message of how to be informed about your health and how to get some help. So please share this podcast with a friend, head on over to iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. All right? Without further ado, let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, folks. This is Dr. Gersmar. I We are after Paleo Effects here having a drink and dinner at Cafe Laredo. Uh, so they are... The food is very good. They are, oh, I'm sorry, Cantina Laredo, not cafe, cantinolaredo.com. Uh, if you're in Austin, um, I can recommend it. We're sitting here having some great food and lots of gluten free options. Uh, lots of gluten <laughs> and some good beverages. Although we're not going to eat gluten free, but. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, hang on. We're going to get some dessert real quick. All right, now that we're engaging in a suitably decadent dessert to go with our meal. Um, I am here. Let me actually introduce the guests that I have with me. So I actually have uh, Dr. BG or Grace Liu. She's here uh, fresh off her talk. Uh, she pretty much wrapped up Paleo Effects for us. And Lisa Ramos. Thanks. FDN, I'm sorry. FDN yes, Lisa. Lisa, the lady I've been talking to all the time over dinner. <laughs> and then I have come to say your name and I completely blank out okay, on it. We had a lot of so. margaritas. No problem. <laughs> We had two each. A few, yeah. We're celebrating the end of um, a really successful paleo effects, and um, so the point of chatting here is um, I wanted to recap with these two lovely ladies about their experiences of paleo effects, what was good, um, what they enjoyed, and um, as always, I love to geek out with Grace about uh, the gut microbiome, and she gave a really great talk, which uh, seemed to be really well received about the uh, building a warrior gut. Right. So you yeah. want to start by telling them. Um, Telling everybody a little bit about your presentation. Oh yeah, it was so fun. I mean, first I was on the. Uh, I was so lucky. I got on. Um, I was on the microbiome expert panel and shared the stage with Dr. Perlmutter. That was just so fun, and actually hilarious. And I was on with Kellyanne. I think the girls we rocked it, man. That was so badass and fun. Yeah. Um, but um, this talk was about really geared toward CrossFit um, and high intensity exercise, uh, high intensity endurance athletes, and how actually some of the things. We actually do to regain health. Like I, for instance, lost 50 pounds doing half marathons and other endurance stuff and uh -huh. mini triathlons. Uh -huh. And I love that kind of activity. But there are actually some pitfalls. Like you can't actually 
bruise your gut, damage your gut, break it, um, sprain it, whatever, and actually have some health issues um, afterwards that might have lasting effects for some people. I can't tell you how many endurance athletes I actually happen to know who give me their poop, and they are like, they're in the middle of an autoimmune crisis mm -hmm. or two or three autoimmune crises. I can't tell you how often I hear this. It's just like hugely, hugely sad. So, so people think, right, if they're, they're running marathons or they're doing these kind of things. Or CrossFit. Or CrossFit, that they, they must be they healthy. they think puking is fine. Uh, <laughs> no, no, actually, you're activating a lot of problems and uh, hurting your gut very massively. Right. We want to see your Bristol chart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, for anybody out there who doesn't know the Bristol chart, the Bristol chart is actually a way to rate. Um, you know how how uh, how normal your poop is basically, and whether you're falling more towards uh, the end of diarrhea or constipation. So um, for for the truly gut obsessed like we are, uh, you know the Bristol the Bristol stool scale is. Yeah. is where it's at. Yeah. So, and I um, run a lot of things by Lisa because actually, although I f I'm a pseudo athlete, like like always after one of the elite or you know whatever endurance events, I was like, what the fuck? What was I thinking? This hurt. Why am I doing this? But Lisa actually is like a huge athlete, and I run a lot of things by her. And I realize that elite athletes like Lisa and other mm -hmm. endurance athletes that mm -hmm. I know of, um, oh, Lisa did like three sports in high school and then the typical marathons and half marathons and all that great jazz. But Elite athletes don't feel pain. And this is why they go into what they go into. Sure. You know? Or these executives who do all these endurance sports on the side for fun, whatever. You know? They don't feel pain. And they keep trucking on. They have the gene to truck on. Me, I don't. I'm like, I'm going to quit or I'm going to go home. If it starts raining, I go home. <laughs> I'm sorry. So uh -huh. elite athletes... They can truck through a lot of gut dysbiosis and they don't realize it until like two or three autoimmune diseases down the line or you've fried your adrenals, you've fried your thyroid and now you have all these autoantibodies or you've fried a couple other things and now you have reactive arthritis or poly, you know, polyrheumatica arthritis and you know, you're like, what? I thought I was doing something healthy. Right, right. So Lisa, you want to talk about, you know. Uh, more elite level activity? What, you want to chime in with anything? Sure. Well, in high school, I was a three-sport athlete, um, and I had never really stopped after high school doing sports and, and endurance things. And, and she looks gorgeous. <laughs> and that's helps. <laughs> and I'm 52 years old. Thank right. you very much. Yeah, very good. All right. Mm -hmm. and, and Yeah. And so, you know, for a while, I kept it going, just yeah. doing so many sports, so many activities, thinking that I had to over-exercise and under-eat like many women do. Sure, sure. And it really cost me. It cost me a lot. I mean, yeah. I'm 52 now. I feel great because now I'm doing more of an ancestral type diet right. and I'm not exercising as much. Um, but during that time, during my 30s and 40s, I really killed myself. Okay. And I thought that I was fine. Yeah. I thought that my gas and bloating was completely normal, mm -hmm. uh, and you know it really. And my adrenals were are, were completely shot for a while. I yeah. have I'm I'm diagnosed with Hashimoto's. Okay. Um. So you know it, it really gets to you. And I, I the point I want to get across to women out there is when you undereat, overexercise, think that you have to do everything. Yeah. You know, there's a point where you really need to go see someone who is a professional like Grace and, you know, mm -hmm. or you, doctor, or get FDN certified like yeah. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, just learn about the tests, learn about all these different things that we uh, that are available to us. Right. Invest in yourself. Right. And, um, yeah, and, and, and work on it. And I feel Fabulous. Fantastic now. Fabulous. Her hair is glowing. Her skin was already gray. Well, you know, you can't tell sometimes with genetically blessed people, unlike me. So, Grace, are you saying then that, you know, high-level exercise can actually hurt someone's gut? 
So what studies show and all the anecdotes I try to share with um, people today during the talk um, mm -hmm. that there are a lot of, you know, I had a Spartan racer, Eli, yeah. um, uh, Elijah, um, and uh, Markstrom, and <clears throat> and I had Kyle Kingsbury, a mm -hmm. former MMA UFC star, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, he's a model, he does everything. But they actually did not um, know their gut was screwed up until we did testing. Mm. So I believe in testing, not guessing. And there are a variety of tests. Um, there are a variety of stool tests that are super accurate. Genova sells them. You know, mm. Great Plains sell them. Doctors yeah. Data, all of them. Right. And um, I also use a, another amazing test, a urine test. Mm -hmm. Because if something's leaking into your blood, then gets filtered and it's in the urine, you're kind of screwed up. It should not be in the urine and it, sh it shouldn't be in the blood um, to begin with as well. So I, I screen all those. And those are like my dashboard. Uh, what kind of car do you have, t uh, Tim? Oh, me personally? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of oh, curious. Well, oh, well, uh, <laughs> we're very glamorous, of course, with the, our two young children. We have, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. The, the classic minivan. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. well, not yet. Uh, we're actually oh, okay. thinking of oh. buying a minivan. Uh -huh. So, uh, you know, uh, anyone out there, you know you're at that point in your life when suddenly <laughs> you go, you know, actually, honey, I think a minivan might be a really good option for our and next car. to be teenagers, and then you can go for your sports car again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just there buy a you new car. There you go. All right. Um, yeah, but we have uh, we have a Honda CRV right now, which is kind of a little mm, mid-range mm, SUV. Mm, which yeah, uh, yeah. Which oh, does. we love that. We have yeah, two of them at our yeah. house. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So tell me, what, what about my what about okay, my? Okay. So my Honda, like it yes. has a dashboard, right? And yeah. I can tell when things are kind of fucked up because the light will go up, right? Yeah. So most okay. I'm, what I'm just telling you is like athletes yeah. just full of crap. Yeah. Crapola. Okay. Like royal crapola. Uh huh. They, they tell me, oh, everything's fine. La 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 la. And I look at their test. I'm like, oh my fuck. I would be like in bed for 10 years if I had these labs. Yeah. And I actually was. I was in bed for three. Uh, well, I was in bed for six weeks and then had chronic fatigue for three years. And I, yeah. my labs were crap. You know, my testing was crap. Mm -hmm. And it took a while. You know, I had to figure out a lot of things um, because functional medicine protocols didn't work for me. Okay. I had to figure, figure out a lot of things to actually get recovery of my gut, my adrenals, my hormones, everything. My yeah. brain. Yeah. Brain fog, fatigue, bloating. So when I, when I hear athletes and they kind of tell me what's going on, um, I just can't believe them because they... They don't have the sensor. So a dashboard is helpful. Just yeah. like when you look at your car, you know, your, your beautiful Honda CRV. Yeah. There's a dashboard, and it can help you tell you when your gas is low, when certain indicator fluid lights go up, you know, right. you know when to change them. Right. Or you just take it in for the tune-up. So I'm kind of like the tune-up person, okay. you know. And okay. I hopefully hope people don't wait until things are broken down before they come to me because there's so many things they can optimize, and they can actually get better performance and podium more mm -hmm. and get way better um, – Winning, which will translate to contracts, money, fame, everything. Yeah. So, yeah, the two athletes I went over, um, when we actually looked at the testing, um, you know, there were some things that were missing. So kind of like if you rode your bike or whatever equipment you use in your athletic career, mm -hmm. you know, if you have something broken, would you use it in a race? No. Right. So if your gut's broken, you're actually kind of putting it through a lot of rigorous um, damage. You know, athletes, they deal with so much. They travel. You know, they're in a new environment. There's new pathogens. Their food is probably changing. They're not eating all, all, you know, they're not making all their awesome food from earlier. You know, they can't carry it with them. They have jet lag. I mean, there are so many factors that affect health and gut health and adrenals. And these all work together and conspire against them when they're racing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's hard. It's difficult. To, how many stories have you heard? People had to drop out of a race because they're having either you know, diarrhea just from traveling or right. some other cold or pneumonia. Or they push through it and then what happens? Exactly. They get full blown pneumonia ten days after a race. And then how do you recover and get into your next race that you've already signed up for and 
Yeah, so my goal is like to protect these athletes and, and CrossFit as well, because the CrossFit vomiting is just a sign actually that they are, they are actually bruising and breaking their gut, because mm-hmm. uh, vomiting is actually not a normal response. And that means, <clears throat> so I, what I, an analogy I went over is that when we have hypo, um, hypoperfusion of the planic, plaquenic Sp- circulation, splanchnic, sorry, yeah, no circulation, yes. this is the blood flow to our whole GI tract. Yeah. It's just like putting a tourniquet on your arm or some other organ for males. Um, <laughs> and you wouldn't want to see it grand and fall off. Right. Well, that's what we do to our gut when we're doing these extreme, extreme, you know, we're under stress, we're worried. And you're, you know, worrying about not winning or finishing. Um, we don't want to put that stress on us. If we can during a race, you want to be in the vagal tone. So vagal nerve is what innervates the gut. Um, and it's our relaxation nervous system. Right. Right. So, yeah, you know, we've talked a little bit about this for, before, but that, that fight or flight response takes everything away from your digestion, both all the nerve impulses go away from the digestion, so it basically shuts down all the blood flow. Most of the blood flow is channeled away from the digestion. 80%. Right, right. And that's okay for short periods of time, but when so- if someone's running a long race, they're doing marathons or triathlons. Or eight minutes <laughs> Yes, Grace, we hear that CrossFit was not kind to you. So I did it for a year. I loved yeah. it. But there are some, you know, some athletes can get into trouble. Yeah. Hey, we're going to break for just a second and have a lovely dessert. So we'll be back in just a moment. All right. So picking up, <clears throat> we just enjoyed a very tasty, very non-paleo uh, dessert <laughs> to round off this meal. <laughs> yep. Um, and Long something... And, and margaritas, yes, yes. And so this kind of came up in the discussion. I just wanted to briefly put it. Um, you know, you go to if you go to something like Paleo FX, you see all the beautiful people, right? People who honestly, um, you know, put a lot of time and attention into caring for their their health, their physique, their well being. Um, they, they, you know, for the most part, they look healthy. They are healthy. I mean, not only you know, good skin, eyes, like hair, like you can see kind of their vitality. But of course, a lot of the guys are walking around pretty muscly. The women are all in great shape and everything. And, um, you know, something that came up this year at Paleo Effects was that um, it, it's good to see the people who take care of themselves, the benefit that they get. But, of course, it can be tremendously disempowering um, to people who are struggling with their health issues. You know, they're, they're overweight or they're sick or they don't look good or they're, they've just got, you know, skin issues or, or other issues um, that, that really, um, you, you know, affect their appearance and, of course, their self-esteem. And, and so, you know... Um, you know what we're hearing is the paleo effects people were getting some feedback that the, you know the 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 audience was too pretty and um, that that people who are sick or overweight or kind of if you will normal everyday people in our society were feeling like th- this wasn't a place for them that they were excluded and so you know we just wanted to put this out there that you know it is great to see the results that people get when they really take care of themselves. But fundamentally, you know, our goal here is, is not just to take people who are really healthy and make them a little bit healthier. We have a healthcare crisis in this country. We have, you know, a lot, a lot of sick people, people who are really sick, and then a lot of people who are a little bit sick. Absolutely. You know, and so we just want to say this, look, y- you know, the crowd can be a little intimidating, just like any crowd can. But Having just spent the weekend at Paleo Effects, like the people are really honestly nice. You know, they're here for uh, because they're passionate about this. Um, there was a lot of talk this weekend, and, and maybe we'll segue into Paleo Effects here and then kind of come back and talk a little bit more about the gut and everything. But, um, 
you know, there were a few, for me, there were a few themes that came up uh, a number of times. And, and one was really moving beyond, if you will, the personal paleo, like how it helps me as an individual. Well, I lost some weight and I feel better. Or my autoimmunity got better or, you know, my gut doesn't bother me as much or like whatever the health condition is or, you know, I'm better at my sport or whatever. And really a lot more talk about how, how does this impact the world? Right. How, how do we reach out? Right. Well, not only yes, not only how do we reach more people, but also even how do we change farming? How do we change, you know, the how, you know, modern humans are using the environment? How do we make the world a better place, not only for people, but but for everyone? Right. Lear Keith eloquently talked about how we're making the earth suffer. And um, the only victims of that is us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the other thing that came up for me, which was really interesting, because um, we're, we're all practitioners here sitting around the table trying to work with people. And, um, you know, uh, the question came up a number of times of, of issues of affordability for people, you know, and, and the reality of, you know, as practitioners sitting here, you know, we have to make a living and none of us are trying to make, you know, uber millions of dollars or anything, but we still have to, you know, we have staff to pay and things and we want to earn a good living and, and feed our families and take care of ourselves and, and honestly get some, um, <clears throat> you know, get some reward for the tons of hard work that we put in. Having said that on the other side, you know, uh, it, it can get very expensive for people, you know, between trying to use our time adequately. And so we're obviously, we're, we're given a lot more than the five to 10 minute office visits that, that a lot of people are getting. And we're often having to, you know, run some tests. I know Grace, you know, with uh, all the gut testing and stuff right now, most of it just, you're not going to get insurance to pick it up, you know? So people are really looking at having to spend some money and, you know, that's all in good for kind of middle-class or upper-class people who, who either have the, just have it laying around, so to speak, or can get it right uh, but what do we do with you know people who are lower income and, and what do we do and and that theme was really prevalent um, for me at least in the panels that I attended and some of the talks that I attended and and honestly there's no perfect answer to this question you know um, there are obviously basic things that anybody can do and I think a lot of us you know Grace and I and a lot of the other practitioners are really trying to put out free content in the form of blogs and videos and this podcast and everything else and you know so that people People can, you know, try and piece this stuff together and, and do as much as they can for themselves, right? Um, uh, but, but, but it's a challenge, you know, for sure. So, so those were some of the two biggest themes that to me came across. And really, again, you know, if you're thinking, well, maybe I want to come to this Paleo FX, I, I would urge you, you know, next year, uh, if you want to come to the 2017 one, you know, if you are overweight or if you're sick or if you have the thing and you're thinking, man, you know, like, am I going to fit in? Is this, is this really the crowd for me? Honestly, everyone there is really supportive. Uh, most people who are there have their own health stories of their own sicknesses. And, you know, they may look pretty awesome now, but, but many of them came from, you know, feeling bad, looking bad, all, all those kind of things. And so, and, you know, I would encourage people, if that's how you are feeling, to look inside yourself and just know that when you walk into a room, People aren't staring at you. Yeah. Just please get that. I know that that's how it feels, and it even yeah. feels like that to, to people who think, oh, you know, I'm thin, I, I look okay. Believe me, even people like that think that everyone in the room is turning around and looking at them, but they're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are as welcome as anyone else there, and you will not be judged whatsoever. 
please come. If that's something that's holding you back, it's it's so important for you to just realize, and I know that it's difficult, that people are not judging you at all. And this will, is something that's going to help you out tremendously by being there and learning all that you can from all these tremendous practitioners. Absolutely. I mean, look, I think if you even tell people, hey, this is my first time here and I'm dealing with these issues, I think if anything, the people will even be more friendly and more supportive to you than necessarily if you're in awesome shape and you're strutting around showing off your stuff, basically, right? So, and then yeah. also, once you implement a lot, you will be hot like that, <laughs> inside and out. Because um, that's what happened with me and a lot of the speakers there. I don't know about Tim, but I used to be super, <laughs> super fat, over fat. Mm-hmm. You know, over 50, I lost over 50 pounds. And it's a struggle. And it, even me, because of my background, I've gotten fat again, over and over and over again, uh-huh. because of various things, you know, breaking my adrenals or breaking my my hormones from a synthetic um, progestin hormone or breaking whatever yeah. and my gut again, you yeah. know, um, and it's, it's a battle for all of us. And, um, but we have solutions. Like there's always a solution for everybody and you just have to try things and then it may not work for your ancestry your genetics or your, your status at that time. But, but just by trying, you'll learn so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it to try. Oh, absolutely. Look, we're all on, we're all on a journey. No one, no one has perfect health. Right. And, you know, part of what makes Grace uh, such a good practitioner is so many of the common things that work, you know, didn't work for her. So when you hear her story, it's like, well, everyone says you should do this. And she tried that and found that it didn't work. So, you know, the, 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 that is part of what makes her such a great practitioner is she's able to troubleshoot so well uh, for people and, uh, and, and especially people who, who haven't gotten results. Right. Oh, yeah. We, I've been through everything. And even I think Lisa has been through so much, too. And she's an awesome resource. Um, yeah. And Lisa does like remote um, visits and everything. We've been through everything. And when you dig deeper and Tim has been through things and his client, you know, he knows his client stories. <laughs> um, and the hope is that all of it can reverse. When we put the right triggers in and inputs and outputs, um, we see all these changes. I can't tell you how many panels I, I was uh was in the audience and listened to speakers and panels, the very people I totally admire were saying how, how much problems they even had sitting right there in yeah. front of us. Yeah. You know? Um, well, we're human beings and we're living yeah, in a, we're living in a totally humbling. toxic environment. So, so Lisa, this was your first paleo effects, right? Yes. So uh, what, you know, what did you think? What was your experience like? I thought it was wonderful. Um, of course, I'm in this health field, mm-hmm. and it's it's wonderful for me to be around all of these health conscious people. Um, but I learned a lot, you know. I, it, yeah. it, it it's more reiterated mm-hmm. what I already know, mm-hmm. especially that it's not all about diet and exercise. Right. It just isn't. I, I heard so many speeches that were more about even like shamanism and, and energy healing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sleep mm-hmm. and stress reduction mm-hmm. and how important the whole, it's a holistic approach. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, you know, when we think of weight loss and we think of gut issues and we think of all these different maladies, that it's always about diet and exercise, and it's really so much more than that. Right, right. I mean, we, you know, one of the things I always tell people is, look, if you don't eat a, you know, a good diet, you cannot be healthy in the long term. Unfortunately, just because you good eat a good diet does not mean you will be healthy in the long yeah, term. Absolutely. Right? So, um, and, and so a lot of times we have to tell people, look, m- the micromanaging of your diet isn't even it's not even helping you it's actually ends up getting to a place where it's hurting you 
right? And so, you know, this may sound weird coming from people who kind of are into that paleo diet, but a lot of times, look, you, you got to find, it's not about dogma, it's about results. So if the paleo diet in whatever form that is, isn't working for you, then, then you, you got to find what works for you. Right. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's a template and I heard this a lot this weekend too. Right, right. It, it's a paleo template and you take from, from that what works for you Yeah. and then you look inside yourself mm-hmm. and I think we all need to become better uh, students of our own bodies. Mm-hmm. And 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 just learn about what works for us. Use paleo as a template. Use ancestral as a template. Right. And then add in and subtract what works for you. Yeah. So Lisa, did you have a favorite talk, or was there was there something that really stood out for you that you want to? Oh my gosh, it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's always you put someone on the spot, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I loved um, Kirk, Doctor Kirk Parsley. Yeah. Uh, I loved his talk because he's not only entertaining, um, he's himself up there, and again, he's talking about a lifestyle change okay. more so than just diet and exercise, and yeah. sleep is so important in so many aspects of your life. Right. Uh, he talked about how it will affects your aging mm-hmm. and your hormones mm-hmm. and your fat that's not in your body. I mean, everything right. is related to sleep. Right. Obviously, we all know if you don't get enough sleep in one night, your insulin resistance is worse the next day. Right. Um, yeah. So that was one that stood out. And of course, Miss, Miss Grace Liu stood out. <laughs> <laughs> she was hysterical yeah. and she swore and I just loved it. <laughs> yes, that's our grace. So um, I will say a statistic that I heard Chris Cresser talk about was he said in 1965, Two percent of the population got six hours or less of sleep every night. Nowadays, it's over thirty percent. So, you know, there is no single, single issue that accounts for everything. It, it's really piling things one on top of another that that ultimately breaks people. Like absolutely, like we're and, I, now, and you know? another thing that that's rampant today is people thinking that they can just go, 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 yeah. and that the sleep is just not important. Right. It's. I tell my clients all the time. It's one of the you know pillars that of the four pillars really of health, right, right. nutrition, movement, and stress reduction, and sleep, and yeah. they all matter. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I tell people too is I, I, to rethink of it instead of because people have this impression that sleep is wasting time, right? And so instead, I almost ask people to rename sleep their rest and rejuvenate time, or rather, their rejuvenate and recover time rejuvenate and recover so by skipping on and look i'm as guilty of this as anybody right i mean i haven't gotten great sleep since i've been here and as you know a guy well, you have young children I, well no yeah and i have kids and and a job and and a passion and all these other things and sleep sometimes suffers and and you just have to be aware that you you are robbing the bank so to speak and if you think of that as your rest and rejuvenation time then um do you feel good at cheating yourself of Rest of rejuvenating and recovering because you're not doing it as well if you're only getting seven, six, five, four hours of sleep at night. It's like what Grace was talking about earlier too with the endurance athletes and yeah. the CrossFitters. Yeah. Um, that is the time at night when you're sleeping is when your body is really healing itself. Yeah. And that's really when your muscle is growing too. I right. mean, your muscle's not doing that during your workout. Right. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of people have that misconception that that doing the exercise is actually what makes you stronger, faster, whatever. But it's actually the recovery after doing the exercise where you actually you you do get ripping everything down. And then you rebuild only at night. And if you're eating, you can't starve yourself. 
Right. Absolutely. So, Grace, <clears throat> excuse me there. Um, how about you? So, you've been to Paleo FX before? Yeah, this is my second time. Yep. And last year, I was really lucky. I um, had a wonderful talk opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. But I love this time because I got to stay longer and... Um, Really attend a lot of talks and yeah. panels, yeah. and it was so cool. Um, I it's saw Eva and Amy on a panel with um, Bledsoe, and um, um, I think his name is Chris Deeth. Oh, it was like mm-hmm. so illuminating about what endurance athletes do, or lifters, oh, strongmen, okay. uh-huh. and um, you know, Eva T is a uh, two-time Olympic holder. Yeah, so it was <coughs> cool. I love the panel format because they could. Um, chat amongst themselves and you hear all their inner thoughts kind of like in, in they're talking shop talk and yeah it's it's really cool from an outsider point of view you know sure so was that yeah. some of the highlights for you were the panel sessions yeah and yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then the individual talks like Lear Keith was awesome I heard um, anybody who doesn't know her she wrote a book uh, a couple of years ago called the vegetarian myth, myth. Um, and uh, listen we're not gonna if that works for you that's fine but she really <laughs> looks at the um, again coming back to kind of the ecological <clears throat> the sustainability piece, you know, um, the common message that we're hearing out there is that to save the world, everybody must become vegetarian, mostly vegetarian, or possibly vegan. And she really lays it out. Look, honestly, that that it's a myth that um, the idea that you know we can eliminate animals from agriculture and and this this would go on to be a big talk. It just it's not going to happen. Um, systems, natural ecosystems, feature both plants and animals together. And it, when we want to separate them, the only way to do that is through a tremendous input of energy and materials. And if we really want sustainable agriculture, regenerative agriculture that makes the the ground and the environment better, uh, then we really have to find a way to you know to meld those together and there are some ways so it, it, you know if this is completely new to you i really recommend you know go uh to the ted talks and um you can start by just looking up alan savory so kind of like the food s-a-v-o-r-y savory and you can just see some of the work that he's done using uh essentially cattle to uh, not far from making the land worse, he's uh, when used correctly, they've actually made the land more fertile, more effective, um, and and turned deserts uh, back into grasslands. Yeah. All the studies that talk about um, the, the sustainability aspect mm-hmm. of um, the, the, the you know either the animals or the vegetables or whatever yeah. is uh, are all based on CAFOs you know right. the are all ba- farms yes the factory and, farms mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they never it's the same thing when they say the bad things about red meat it's right. they never look at the, the, the uh, sustainable aspect of that farming right right, right. absolutely and actually from the gut market point of view too. Um, you know, vegetarians and vegans, they get gut problems too. Right. Um, right. And they get cancer. Right. They get heart disease. They get strokes. They are not immune. And studies show um, TMA, yeah. uh, trimethylamine. Yes. Um, it's, it's actually even, even um, vegetarian sources and seafood sources mm-hmm. of protein mm-hmm. will trigger TMA too, which clogs arteries, hardens arteries, hardens organs. Right. It's super, super oxidative. Right. And it's not just red meat eaters. I mean, come on. Like... The media distorts so many things, and you're an idiot if you believe all the media. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, well, we wish. We wish that you could trust the sound bites that are put out there yeah. and that they were accurate. you got to dig deeper. And, and when I digged into it, yeah. only toxic flora make TMA. Not okay. our good stuff. Not okay. our bifidolongum, like what's found in my Ultra Bifido Maximus probiotic uh-huh. um, or solar probiotics or you know, back, most bacteroides. They don't make TMA. It's Klebsiella, Citrobacter E. coli. 
all these putrefying kind of pro, um, uh, uh, they're anti-probiotic. They kill like good flora in our gut. And we get these when we eat a lot of sugar. So yeah, sugar is like really nasty and bad. Also, if you have antibiotics. So right. this is why vegans and vegetarians are still prone and susceptible to gut problems and then cancer, inflammatory conditions, heart disease, blah, 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 and autoimmune disease. Because if you have antibiotics, no matter who you are, no matter how great your diet is, if you start amputating part of your gut and lobotomizing your gut, right. you're going to have some kind of downstream effect. Right. There's no amount of fiber you eat or no amount of bran or whole grain or you know is going to save you. Right. Um, so still, you know, looking at the root problem, right. um, I think is very very helpful. Awesome. And not trying to disparage other people's diets. You know, at the end of the day, look, it's 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 ultimately what works for you. And if that's a if that's a vegetarian or vegan diet, then more power to you. Follow it, use it, go with it. But again, no dogma. So if you've tried the paleo diet, it doesn't work for you. Then dump it. Find something that does work for you. You know what I mean? And just like anything, it, it's got to be. Yeah. But like I said, be a student of your body. Yes. I know that a long time I went through gas and bloating and thought that that was normal. Yes. We yes. have to listen to our bodies. Yes. Don't keep doing the same old thing if it is not working for you. Absolutely. Well, it comes to this thing we talk about a lot that there's common and there's normal. And a lot of what is common is abnormal, right? So gas and bloating, look, everyone has a little bit of gas and bloating. Everyone's going to have some farting. Everybody's going to have some belching. Everybody's going to have, you know, stool that uh, pooping that changes from time to time. Sometimes it's loose. Sometimes you're a little constipated. That's all within the range of normal, right? But so much of what people in terms of like regular heartburn all the time or lots of bloating or lots of gas or, you know, pooping once a week. I've had people come in and say, I always thought it was normal that that, that was always what was supposed to happen right and it's like it's okay you just didn't know that that is not that is common but it's not normal and so the part of the biggest problem is educating people that a lot of what people think is normal is actually not normal anymore so so grace any other so panels were really good uh you really like you really like meeting fans yeah. and also other attendees and talking yeah. with them at, at the um, auction dinner. It was so awesome. We sat with a whole bunch of volunteers and um, really cool people. And yeah. Karen Pendergrass, uh, all these people like I've admired from afar for a while. And I learned a lot more about Paleo Facts. Um, just, you know, it's so organic yeah. and um, they're doing just so much good for people in this community and yeah. reaching so many hearts and souls. And even as a practitioner coming here, I learned so much. Like I learned so much more about how to self care myself, you know, and, right. and rest and, um, how to, uh, um, totally serve my clients more, mm -hmm. you know, cause I mm -hmm. learned from the athlete's point of view as well as other, just other, you know, speakers point of view. Sure. It's, it's so mind blowing. It's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention the food. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah they, oh, they, my God. We were fed so well. The food. And then the dancing was awesome. We burned like 3,000 <laughs> calories. Yes, calories matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. And, and they're just moving our root chakra, you know? And, you know. People talked about chakras. It's not forbidden. Oh, fuck. Like, please move your root chakra. Yeah, we were all having fun and laughing and mm -hmm. hugging, kissing. It's mm -hmm. so awesome. It's like one big orgy. You got to come. <laughs> Well, with that recommendation, right? <laughs> but um, but we will say this: looks, you know, 
one of the things that I add on top of, so for me, the fundamentals are really, uh, you know, what you put in your mouth, moving your body on a regular basis, getting enough sleep, managing your stress. But then a big one that I often see left out is social support and being, you know, having a community. Um, we always say being around people that you love and who love you back basically. And so, um, you know, one of the big epidemics of our society, in addition to all of these other things that are, that are out of track is, is loneliness and isolation. And, uh, and, and so for a lot of us, you know, uh, this can be a chance to get together with some like-minded people, uh, some really warm-hearted people and have a very good time too. So. And just to add to that, they look at the, um, when you look at the blue zones, the yeah. centenarians, yeah. that is one of the main things that ties all of those groups together. Yes. There are a lot of discrepancies yes. between that, but the one thing is family and being together and being in a community that leads you to living that long, healthy life. I agree. And being needed. Yes. You know, I yes. need Lisa, you know, Ramos and we meet regularly because we bolster each other and I meet Tim, although he ignores yeah. all my texts and emails and phone calls and everything. <laughs> edit, edit. Yeah, <laughs> no. So he wanted me on his podcast. No, yeah, yeah, no, it's all, it's all good. It's all good, you know. <laughs> Uh, you have my wrong number. So no, yeah, she, I did actually have. Them. I did actually have a wrong number, yeah. so it's all good. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, they we want need each other. We do. We, we, we need. We all love each other. We, do. we just need each other. We and do. We, and that's how, like, when we get old, you want to be needed. Who the fuck cares how productive you are? How many? Yeah. How many cows you feed, or how you tend the garden and yeah. babysit the grandchildren? We need to feel needed. Yes, yes, you know, and and and, and so we'll put this out there because a lot of times, right? Again, the the sound bites want to reduce it. Oh, they they drink red wine, or oh, they oh, eat yeah. they 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 eat wild herbs that they um you know they gather in the Their fields. Wine was and, special, right? Was spiritual, or rich. they eat meat, or they don't eat meat. Right, right. You know, and listen, can all of those things have an impact? Of course they can, right? But overarching, it seems to be, you know, uh, the, these basics. They're eating whole foods that are minimally processed. They're not eating a lot of sugar, refined foods and other things, right? They're moving around on a regular basis. Uh, they tend to get quite a bit of sleep. Their stress levels tend to be fairly low in general because they're kind of leading, they are leading slower, more, uh, uh, I'll, I, I don't want to say sedentary, more relaxed, l slower paced lives, right? It's less about go, 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 and how much can I get done in, on, on a daily basis and more just about, um, you know, especially enjoying life more, right? And then, yeah, the, the social support is huge for people, you know? Obviously, there are bad sides, like small town living, don't necessarily have much privacy and, you know, all those kind of things, right? And I grew up in a town of 800 people, so okay. I, I get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And that's bad, you know? Like, leave me alone. I want my own space, right? But on the other hand, you know, people are always around. And when you need someone, you need that support, it's always there for you, you know? So um, we'll just put that out there. So, y y you know, we talked about how some people might feel that paleo effects is, is off-putting for them. And uh, whoops, just had some drink spillage. Not here, thankfully. Um that paleo effects is off-putting for them. And we, we, we offer exactly the opposite, that we know it might be intimidating, but if the kind of the precepts of this movement are something that, that resonate with you, you know, get together with people who, who follow the same things, right? Whether that's forming a meetup group in your community, whether that's um, doing a book reading, like get together and read some of the paleo books, right? 
or um, or you know if you want to make a trek out to Paleo FX, or I'm going to put in a plug because the other sort of Paleo, uh, the big other Paleo meeting called the Ancestral Health Society is going to be happening in August um, in Boulder, Colorado, and both that's where both Grace and I got our start yeah, uh, back in yeah. back in. 2011. Oh, yes. Awesome. Yes. And we love keep going back there and supporting the community. Yes. Please come. Yes. So if you're if this is something that interests you and you don't want to wait till 2017, um, you know, come and support support the little group at uh, the Ancestral Health Society and uh, and and be a part of it. So um, also support your local farms. Like you can find other like-minded people at yeah. uh, non-GMO, pesticide-free, grass range, you know, free-range, grass-fed farms around you and yep. gardens and um, farmers markets. Farm- Exactly. And, um, mm-hmm. You'll meet so many like-minded people. I'm actually like one of the WAP chapter leaders for my area yeah. in um, Pleasant and Livermore, Dublin area. Yeah. But you know, you can WAP is Western A Price. Yes. And they're very like the tenants of this organization are very similar to um, actually ancestral health yep. and uh, the Palo movement. Yep. I mean, Keith and, Mich- uh, and and Michelle, they're so Keith and Michelle Norris, they're so awesome to create this mecca this sanctuary for all of us at Paleo. But literally in every city, there are farms, um, and you can um, you know, get not only great produce, but get great family and, and flora. You know, when you're around all these healthy people, they will wipe onto you. <laughs> And you want that, you know, yep. hug, kiss them, what, everything, yep. you know, yep. eat, the, eat their kefir and kombucha and kiss Crops. their dogs. And kiss yeah. their dogs, yes, yes. Yeah. Data poop. Com- no, I'm just oh, oh, come on now. Come on now. That's grace for you. Um, but really, data showing that families that own dogs uh, have lower, their kids have lower incidence of allergic issues, totally. right? You don't want so. asthma. You reduce yeah. your asthma risk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. Anything else, ladies, for Paleo Effects that you before we wrap up this part of the conversation? I, anything I think else? also there was like a theme as um, as Lisa was sharing that it's a lot more customized. So like yeah. all three of us, we have customized protocols for our clients, yeah. right? Yeah. There's not this like standard cookie cutter. Um, I mean, I would kind of stay away from anyone that does standard cookie cutter protocols on you, because as Lisa's saying, you have to be a student of your own body. But since a lot of people aren't in tune with that, um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure both of you can attest this. I, I have to be in tune and um, hear what their body's telling me or look at the dashboard for labs right. so that we can create this like custom program. And you, you know, if they're not a great uh, student of their body yet until they learn the cues, I try to teach people these cues and how to tie it with labs or how they feel or how they look or right. some marker so they can track their own health until it gets to, you know, I'm not aiming for perfection. I'm just... You know, meet your potential. You know, make your dreams come true. Live your life. Leave, live all your destiny that you know the universe you know intends for you in the abundance. You will feel truly fulfilled and happy. Right. And if we can get you there faster, awesome. If you right. want to figure it out on your own, that's awesome. We give you a right. lot of tools, I think, and right. it's all available now. Right. Especially with all the teaching we learn at these different venues, Ancestral Health um, and Health Symposium, HS and Paleo Effects and all the other local, all the other events going on in the in, in the U.S. right now and in Germany. I met actually the Paleo Effects people because um, um, they invited me to do a microbiome talk out there. But In Germany? In Germany, yeah. They're the oh. first um, kombucha makers out there. You know, check huh. out the um, Paleo Effects in Berlin in, huh. um, in uh, a couple months in August. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm definitely hoping that uh, my plan is to get to the next New Zealand uh, chapter of the uh, of, of the AHS. Yeah, so so we'll see if that happens. But, uh, but yeah, keeping my fingers crossed we can make that work. And I'll just quickly yeah. piggyback on what Grace yeah. said about your purpose in life mm-hmm. and enjoying your life. Yeah. If you're sitting home and you're not loving what your body feels like, mm-hmm. there, there are places to, to, there are people and places that can help you with that. Mm-hmm. 
once you get on the right track, once you learn how to eat, once you learn how to move your body, your stress, your sleep, all of that, mm -hmm. you will become more confident in yourself. Mm -hmm. You'll become more productive in your business. Mm -hmm. You'll make more money. Yeah. We all love that. Uh, and you'll just... You're, you're going to be living out your life with, with more purpose, and that's yeah. really what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Look, if you don't have your health, it's hard to live out your dreams, right? It is possible, but it's really hard to live out your dreams. And so, you know, we, I, I go to great pains to say this. Look, um, it, the analogy I use is we're tuning up your car, right? Now, as a health practitioner, I can't tell you where you're going to drive that car. That's on you. Um, but what we don't want is to, you to have a beautiful, shiny car that always just sits in your garage and never actually goes anywhere. So, yes, part of your effort needs to be on, you know, getting healthy and keeping yourself healthy. And then the other part is, what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to, like, where do you want to take it? And we know, you know, fulfillment comes not from, because we had several examples of this just at AHS, uh, excuse me, at Paleo Effects here, just saying, hey, you know, I managed to make a lot of money, but I was unhappy and sick and unfulfilled. And, you know, I gave up a lot of money um, to pursue. Again, this isn't to say money is important. And if you don't have any, it's a big deal. But having a lot of it at the expense of meaning and social connection and everything in your life isn't worth it. I mean, we see that, you know, people with a billion dollars, right? But um, they're jerks and they don't have social connection and they're sick. And, you know, so, yes, uh, you know, get yourself in good shape. And also, you know, part of that process is, you know, finding your meaning. And for some people, that's easy. They know, right, they pretty much know what it's going to be. And uh, other people, I mean, I know my 20s. My whole 20s were spent trying to figure out what to do with myself, you know, and I, I went through some unhappy years and some depression because I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to be doing. You know, now that I figured it out, I do this, um, you know, you figured it out. I did figure it out. It does happen. <laughs> it only took me like 12 years to get it figured out, you know, so shocking. But, um, you know, when you when you. Yeah, this is a bigger conversation because it doesn't always look dawn like a comet coming across the sky and suddenly you know. Sometimes it's teensy baby steps and you find out, okay, a few steps in that direction. Yeah, that works. Okay, a few more. No, maybe I need to course correct. It's just like finding your health, right, and what you need to do to make your health yeah, better. Yeah, and bringing it back to the topic you know. of the microbiome, yes. I mean, really, it's what's inside of us is all around us. Ah. So it's so important to get that taken care of from the inside yes. so it projects you know on the outside absolutely so grace let's turn this back a, a little bit more since you and i love to talk about poop and the <laughs> and the okay, gut poopy time, talk. poopy time talk at least for a few minutes at least here let me saw her poop ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on a lab so, test on a lab on a lab yeah 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 i well. prefer not in person yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're staying in the same hotel room. We can't. <laughs> um, oh, I've been eating crap, so you wouldn't want to see mine right now. You know. So listen, you're someone who has experimented kind of beyond just your average, you know, things like, hey, take some probiotics or, um, you know, kind of the average stuff. So what are some misconceptions like that you think uh, that, that pe people reading, you know, out there on the Internet or listening to podcasts or what are some of the things that they're hearing that that just you really want to dispel for them? Are there one or two things that you'd really like to? Oh, yeah, there are a couple. I mean, I actually totally went into functional medicine because I had some chronic fatigue. Yeah. I 
had different stages of gut dysbiosis. And when I did the protocols that I was trained on, yeah. they didn't work for me. And they didn't work for a lot of my clients. So they're very super high berberine doses, super high garlic doses, super high oregano oil do doses. Yeah. A lot of these you wouldn't even want to put on your skin. Why would you want to intake it when you have damaged, uh, you know, gastric mucosa or intestinal mucosa? Okay. And so they... they I didn't, you don't have much pain receptors in your gut, actually. Yeah. It's not like your skin or, you know, tongue or face. Yep. Um, and you can really damage yourself and you have no pain receptors. You have no idea until there's like a big gaping fucking ulcer or worse, you have two or three more autoimmune diseases okay. where you're like just, you know, fatter and fatter and you can't get better. So you feel that the, the common protocols that a lot of people, and I've used them myself, that are, you Absolutely. know, really aggressive. Well, I started doing a lot of testing and I saw yeah. my flora go down. I saw okay. diversity go down. And okay. I saw certain species, even E. coli, which is supposed to be hit by all these really good things, you yeah. know, oregano oil, garlic, and all these in vitro, and yes. even maybe some rat data. Yes. But actually, in reality, because our, our human gut microbiome and our gut GI tract is so complex, yes. that's not the case. And also... All these toxic flora, they are very, very hardy. Mm -hmm. They're going to survive us to our detriment. Okay. And they've been around for billions of years before us. Sure. And especially the eukaryotes like um, protozoa and yeast. Mm -hmm. They've been mm -hmm. around forever. And they've found, they've found multiple mechanisms to stay around. Like today, I showed Kyle's data. So I didn't show uh, – Eli's really not low-carb or anything. He's actually kind of moderate, high-carb sometimes. But he, he did like some – some vacillation between the diets. Okay. Um, and we didn't do anything beyond Ubiome, so we didn't see any yeast markers. He didn't oh. do e extra testing. But yeah. I would normally do CDSA testing, either okay. Genova, Doctor's Data, or uh, Great Plains, and then you can really see yeast. So and that's just 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 to put it out there for people. That's one of the more complex functional, tests. functional medicine yeah. stool tests. So yeah. not something your average MD is going to get for you, but right. But I think you saw you know. it on your website. I have it on my. It's on yeah. a lot of websites. You know, look, most functional medicine. Uh, I would hazard to say every, but uh, but almost every functional functional medicine right. person or right. is going to be able to run right. some of these tests. But there's a lot so. of limitations with do those tests too. Like, so I relied on them initially when I went into practice and they missed a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just where the technology, they can't catch all the yeast. They can't catch all the, um, um, parasites, you know, but you know, they're there. You do enough screening, you, you get their travel history. Mm -hmm. Um, when, when our immunity is open, we're, we're, we can succumb to anything, and then they come into us, and they don't go away because our immunity sucks. You know, our small intestine's broken. That's where yeah. all our immune, 80% of our immunity is. Yeah. Um, or we're doing, like, CrossFit or, you know, endurance events where we've plowed our adrenals into the ground, and immunity just is not going to be where it should be. And right. then you're exposed to all this, and they stay in the system. So when I work with clients, I rebuild the biome, and I rebuild immunity. Okay. We get immunity back up. There's no real measures, but you can tell. You know, their gut gets better. All their autoimmune factors go down. Their inflammatory disorder goes away. Right. Um, but I close immunity as best as we know how now with sure. a lot of plant botanicals, okay. you know, omega-3, zinc, you know, everything we know to rebuild immunity. I use a lot of plant botanicals because that's what has been used for millennia by medicine, sure. women and men, you yep. know, all over the world, Native America, Europe, Russia, Asia, Korea, you know, mm. Japan. Yep. And they work. And I, I really like them. And I've been really schooled on that in the last year. And once we close immunity, then we clean up what gets has gotten stuck between behind the gates. It could be EBV, you know, it could be a bunch of yeast, you know, so it could EB, be a bunch EBV of E. coli. Virus. Yeah. Virus, just yes, for people who may not know what that, that is. So mono, but it yep. can cause also it's implicated in a lot, a lot of other things like chronic fatigue, Hashimoto's, any autoimmune disease, mm -hmm. and IBD, mm -hmm. as well as cancers. So hmm. You know, cancer rates are so high. We really want to protect ourselves um, from cancer. Right. Um, it's, you know, the WHO estimates in by 2040, it's like one out of two men, one out of three women. It's, it's scary, it's scary, scary stuff. numbers. Yeah. And it, I see it around my friends. 
which is so sad. Um, uh, even some who had awesome diets, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so much we can do to prevent that. And I look at oxidative stress markers, and I actually look at DNA editing markers so that we can track this and make sure they improve over time. Because um, a lot of people don't know this dashboard exists. Right. And so I actually rely on a lot of urine organic acid testing. It's awesome. Okay. Jill Gar- Carnahan, who's a speaker for IFM, Institute yeah. of Functional Medicine, she's yep. uh, started to talk about it. But I've been using them, and they're just amazing because they give me this inward look into the gut, which is just this dark box, and we don't know how to interpret it. Right. But the organic acids tells me, and also gives me mitochondrial function. Okay. We need to know how our energy production is. Mm-hmm. Whether you have fatigue or not, or if you're an athlete, you really want to optimize this because right. right? you'll get better performance, you'll podium, you'll win, you'll get contracts, you know, et cetera, you know, fame and, and recognition. Um, but um, for just a normal person, you know, if it's, it's, if it's compromised, there's so much we can change. And actually, mitochondrial function, if it's compromised, you're at risk for a lot of things, cancers, coronary artery disease, inflammatory conditions, autoimmunity, everything. So mitochondria, just again, if someone doesn't know, they're the little they're little parts of your cell that make energy, basically. So without mm-hmm. mitochondria, you don't. And they get used to any be bacteria. Energy. They so did. So billions of years ago, our cells got so smart they engulfed them and harnessed them for energy. Right. And no longer were they little bacteria, and they're actually part of. Um, yeah, they're like some part of actually a remote remnant part of our gut microbiota. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, they are. Okay. I forgot oh. what family now, mm. but yeah. Mm. We, we still have some of their predecessors or relatives. Descendants you know, or relatives. Yeah. or Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So if we are abusing our mitochondria, we're likely abusing our gut microbiota. That's why I'm so against statins. Okay. Because statins damage mitochondria. Mm-hmm. And, and by taking it, studies show now people will change their microbiota in a very, very, very bad, bad, adverse way. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And even red yeast rice. Right. Red yeast rice comes from other fungi who want to get rid of bacteria. And they will kill off some of your microbiota, the good microbiota, actually. So it's it, a statin, basically. Well, interesting, isn't it, that yeast and bacteria are fighting each other, yeah. right? And so, yeah. um, you know, it's just this endless, bil- you know, billion year, billions of years of warring. But they live in harmony too. We can they bring do. harmony they do. to them. They do. If we believe in harmony. They will have harmony too. And if we have harmony with the farms around us, right. we benefit because we get the good, you know, ground flora. I mean, right now I have to use commercial soil probiotics, which are lovely. I love them. I'll even take twenty a day of some of them because right. they really, really help me. Because I'm not connected with the soil. I don't go to a farm every day. Right. Or rarely, actually. Right. Yeah. So it helps us connect back when really we should. But until we get there, or as a crutch, I think it is helpful. Okay. Okay. So let me see if I can summarize a little bit. So you're saying the kind of high dose antimicrobial treatments, or even moderate dose, or even some moderate dose. Okay. Some are people taking for high sugars or insulin resistance. Right. Well, you know what? There has to be other ways that you get your improve your insulin insulin resistance because berberine is not meant to be taken forever and ever. Okay. Okay. So you're saying that you've really switched away from those and more into uh, using. Uh, soil probiotics and other you trying yeah, to so some botanicals I use are like attractylodes. Okay. Um, it's a plant um, botanical. It's so great for the gut oh. and um, mm-hmm. uh, I use a variety of different antivirals, but they have antifungal benefits and they have immune boosting benefits. Okay. Uh, or normalizing whether your sure. TH1 is off or down or up, it normalizes TH1 and TH2. Mm-hmm. And many of them just happen to be antifungals like honeysuckle, lonicerol, mm-hmm. skullcap, mm-hmm. ginger. Mm-hmm. But I use actually minute, minute quantities. Hmm. And the formulas just have a whole synergism of like 10, 15 uh, different botanicals. Right. 
um, or I mix my own, and they're hugely healing, hugely healing. <laughs> and I try to give more like slippery elm, but tablespoons full instead of like your teeny weeny little ten grams, right. ten milligrams in a ta- capsule. Right. You know, we can t- certainly ingest more of this until our gut is totally fixed. They're really emollient, gentle. And they and, and it's like a, you know if you have a wound in your gut, which is basically what dysbiosis is in the gut. Mm-hmm. If you have a wound, you want to soothe it. You don't want to like ex- open it up and expose it to poo every day, which is basically what we're doing with every meal. Mm-hmm. I'll put it out there just from an herbal standpoint. I really recommend marshmallow over slippery elm because yeah, because slippery elm they can um, they can kill the plant basically. The elm it's a big tree basically, and they have to strip it's it's the inner bark, so they peel away the the big thick outer bark to get to the inner bark yeah and so marshmallow so slippery elms grow slowly marshmallow is a weed right and so a lot of weeds they're hardy and they have stuck around really great yeah no listen i mean if you've ever seen a dandelion basically pushing through a crack in the sidewalk or that or the asphalt you go that is a tough plant, yeah. basically, yeah. right? Dandelion is really strong. You can kill off a lot of gut flora with too much dandelion. With too much dandelion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, you know, lower doses of multiple different types of herbs combined together for yourself. Well, it's practically homeopathic dosing. Interesting. But huh? they're gentle and they work yeah. and yeah. people feel fantastic on it. When well, I repeat testing, yeah. native floors there or even higher, which is my goal, and yeah. more diverse. Yeah. And then the pathogens, like E. coli, I'm actually hitting E. coli. It was, like, so hard to get rid of in the beginning. Yeah. It was impossible, even with all the functional medicine protocols. And I have multiple mechanisms now for E. coli, like mm-hmm. prephage, phage from okay. Designs for Health. It's yep. awesome. Yep. I use a variety of different biofilm busters because E. coli is stuck in the biofilm. Mm. They love to affiliate with, um, there's covirulence with yeast. Mm-hmm. And yeast have a whole, you know, like, if you left a dirty cup out, and, oh, even water, it yeah. gets slimy at the bottom, right, yeah. after a few yep. days. Yep. Um, or like um, like a toilet bowl, you know, yep, or sure. your sink, yep. you know, yep. um, where you brush your teeth all the time. It's the bacteria. They're just making a little home for some themselves. It's, right. it's not bad. And we have good biofilms, and then we have kind of sort of nasty, yucky, awful biofilms. Right, and right. Those who are sick have these awful, nasty, sticky, tenacious, fucking bad biofilms. Yep. And you need to break them. And are you so, finding? Is so there I anything? use like mucolytic um, um, okay. N-acetylcysteine, N-acetylcysteine, like one or two yep. grams, which also yep. will regenerate some glutathione. Yep. Um, I, I bet you even marshmallow has some property to get in there. Good question. Yeah. I don't know the answer yeah. to that question. And yeah. the phage therapy has been shown. Phages are viruses for bacteria, but the phages uh, I use are E. coli specific. They right. target bad E. coli, not the you know good symbiotic good E. coli. Right. And that's a way to disrupt the biofilms. Also, I use a lot of MCT oil. Coconut oil and steel, one okay. or two or three tablespoons, if yeah. they're constipated more until yeah. they go. Yeah. It's a wonderful way to break down biofilms. Interesting. Fatty acids. So yeah. I lose also, it sounds nasty, ricinoleic acid. It's not toxic. Yeah, no, no. It's part yeah. of the castor oil bean. And so, yeah. It's a really yeah. awesome. People may know if you take if you take too much castor oil by mouth, it's going to give you some really gnarly diarrhea, basically. <laughs> right? Well, it's true. It's yeah. it, That's the warning yeah. against taking castor oil is that if you take much... Um, you're going to get some some heavy duty diarrhea, but yeah, the ricinolenic acid inside the castor oil is both like anything. It's a yeah. little bit toxic, but it can be in the right doses. It can. I be, use very very low. Yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe 
be castor oil packs too. Have you guys been? Are you familiar with that? Well, yeah, yeah. it's a traditional therapy. You know, uh, at least in 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 naturopathic medicine, the idea of castor oil packs, and you put. So them at least you're not ingesting it. it right. It's more of a, a you know a gentler uh, therapy. Well, the question, and and we don't know, is will it will it really get down into the gut bacteria in the same way? And and I don't know the answer to yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know that answer either. You but know. if it makes you feel better. Well, that's right. Certainly, there's you're not going to hurt yourself with a castor oil pack, and a lot of people put it on, you know, do a castor oil pack, put on some warm, like, put warmth on top of it, and you can turn into a nice healing ritual for people, which, which... Is. Yeah, absolutely. Also, there's, um, I just want to bring maybe some little more woo-woo into this. Okay, so go ahead. There's um, some rolling that you can actually do on your abdomen okay. with a very soft ball. Okay. Um, I get mine from a, a lady called Jill Miller. She has uh, a lot of different therapy balls, but okay. this one's very, very soft, filled mm. with air. Okay. You can actually get down on your belly, yeah. roll the ball over the belly, and it's actually very, very soothing. So, so like, are you laying on the ball? You're Lying on the ball. Okay. Yes, All right. Yes, okay. Yes. It's okay. Under, and it's very gentle. It okay. wouldn't be like, you know, obviously we think of tennis balls, lacrosse balls for things like that. No, no, right. no. This no. is totally soft and it's really, really soothing on the belly. Okay. And I yeah. have found that it's it's worked on a lot of clients. They they love it. They Great. especially women. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they love lying on it. it. It gets their bowels even moving a little sure. bit better. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you think it helps adhesions? Like if there happen to be abdominal adhesions, which happens often in all our conditions? Absolutely, it could help. It's 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 more about the it's about the fascia and, yeah. and getting that fascia loosened up. Um, I, we know that fascia is from the bottoms of our feet to the tops of our heads, and right. as much as yes, and crossing over, and the more you can get those adhesions loosened up, the better your whole body. The energy is going to flow right. so much better through your body. So just. So adhesions, just for everybody, are when things stick to other things, right? right? So right. just to, So we have lots you know. of layers of our skin, and the fascia is that white layer um, underneath, and it's super, super important. For a while, um, uh, doctors would would look in the body. And they would say, what is this stuff? Yeah, an autopsy. Yeah. They'd be like, yeah. what is this white stuff? And they would right. just put it to the side. Right, but it's right. actually a really, really important part of our structure. Right, right. Well, it's the, it's the stuff that sticks us all together. Exactly. Basically. And it actually gets fuzzy and we get stuck overnight. Every oh, really? What one night of um, yeah one night can cause adhesions. That's oh. why you need to get up in the morning and you right. need to move your body, mm. and and that'll get the adhesions moving. Mm. If you look at kids like your children, young yeah. children, yep. I forgot because my kids are grown up now. But <laughs> <laughs> you know they they naturally do all this. They are moving into yoga and poses, animals. Yeah, yep. and yep. dog pose, and cats. You know, stretching um, and up and down with their hips and. They're naturally getting rid of that fascia, but as adults, we're so stuck in our ways if we're not doing that. There's right. this amazing dancer who's like dancing all over the place, Aaron. He get, he, did, he was a great speaker, I heard. Um, you know that that kind of movement, we should all kind of try to encapsulate. He's got no adhesions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lisa nice. tested it out. <laughs> Well, I give, you know, anybody, Daryl Edwards is always a, a fun speaker, and he talks a lot about how um, instead of exercise, it should be more play, right? Just, you see, you know, I have a, right now, mine are six and, and two and a half, and um, they don't exercise. They just run around. They have a good time. They move their bodies. And, um, you know, as adults, we sort of get stuck in this, this kind of no fun, no play mindset that, I think, and, and we get very self-conscious and we think, oh, you know, what are these people going to think about me? Yeah, and I usually, I, I make a point of not calling it exercise, but I yeah. call it movement. Yeah, yeah. 
And um, and in I know uh, Daryl is you know a big fan of just uh, He's a great dancer too. Yeah, of just uh, what does he call it? Instead of working out, it's playing out. I think he says and um, run around and play tag and jump over things and um, you know uh, just move around, climb trees and do all sorts of stuff like that. I bet his fascia looks awesome. <laughs> all right, you. <laughs> um. So, you know, we've heard a couple things. So, Grace, just, um, you know, maybe one or two last things. Um, so, are you, you know, for mo- again, an understanding that most of the people who come to you are, are pretty sick or they're really looking to kind of like optimize. You. I like have the, similar the, clients, you know, yeah. yeah. Some are train wrecks. Sure. But we're all just figuring things out. But we're I trying, see such yeah. great, awesome results. Yeah. Um, my protocol is just a little different. Well, it's good, right? I mean. And we're going to teach it. We have a microbiome uh, live training coming out in December. Cool. Um, and. December 3rd and 4th, if you text 33444, again, mm-hmm. that's 33444, you text yeah. um, gut live, all one word, gut yeah. live, yeah. doesn't matter the caps, yeah. um, you'll get more information about it, follow the instructions with email info. Um, but um, t- I have two other functional medicine friends, yeah. they're functional pharmacists like me, yeah. and they have PharmDs, one's board certified, and the other's an expert in nutrigenomics, she has a program coming out to analyze 23andMe raw data. Mm. And we will love to share all our wonderful protocols with yeah. people, and yeah. what works, and the cases, and the testing before and after, because these will probably change um, like how we practice a little bit, because they're general, sure. you know, yeah. and the gut flora are not damaged. People are already damaged with diversity. Right. Um, and we don't want to further inhibit this. Um, there's really a problem. We're going to just make things worse mm. for the long term. Because mm-hmm. right? studies over and over show that we're losing diversity being where we are in cement, you know, urban places. And right. we we need to overcome that. Yeah. Um, get back to farms. But even then, I wouldn't do a lot of even exposure to dirt until your immunity is closed. Because, right. you know, there are all kinds of nasty things in dirt, too. But if you have good immunity, even if you got your art, you're not going to get ill. Right. But until you get the good immunity and a good gut microbiome, um, you have to be a little careful. I would do a lot of cooked foods versus a whole bunch of raw, raw, raw. Right. Even though raw, raw, raw is great, you know. Um, but, but there's a place for it. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But until you have, like, good immunity, a little bit of E. coli will knock you over, right. you know. Um, right. Um, so we're going to share those protocols um, mm-hmm. and a lot more um, about bio, how to build, break the biofilm and um, how to handle yeast overgrowth along with other ones. Mm-hmm. For instance, like H. pylori, yeah. we think, oh, you need double, triple therapy to eradicate it. Yeah. It's not true. Mm. H. pylori loves to hide in a bigger spaceship. It's called yeast. Mm. It's 100 times bigger, and mm-hmm. they will hide in there and hibernate. Same with E. coli. Mm. So they always have covalence. If you look at all the studies, there's covalence where H. pylori is always um, in the presence of yeast overgrowth. And then where they can't eradicate H. pylori, they have yeast overgrowth. Hmm. So we have to target multiple things in the gut because the gut is so complex. You not only have, you know, 70, 100 trillion bacteria, but you also have protozoa. You have yeast. You have parasites sometimes. Sometimes they're good or bad. Right. You know, and um, there's there can be bad bacterial overgrowth versus good uh, overgrowth. We want good overgrowth, actually, in right. the garden. Right, right. Well, uh, that brings us back to our 2011 talk, Grace, the rainforest in your gut, right? Yeah, that, it is, that was fun. That it is, it's an ecosystem just like a forest is, that the animals and plants who live there are not bad, even though you might consider some of them bad and some of them good. But when there's balance, everything works together, the system is healthy. When there's an imbalance and there's too much good or too much bad or something, things get out of whack and and we cause problems right and and the same happens in the gut so well i always appreciate it's one of the reasons i wanted to get grace on here to talk is because you know no one knows everything and a lot of what we quote you can't see my air fingers so no (laughs) right is wrong 
It is. Everyone, you know, from the most highly prestigious person on down to the, the least prestigious person. And you have to know your body. Like Lisa, you have to be yeah. a student of your own body. Yeah. Listen to the messages. Be more tuned to it. Look at your yeah. dashboard. Maybe yeah. do a little testing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, testing can be great. Obviously, again, that issue of cost comes back for people. So certainly, people can start by kind of paying attention to what's going on for themselves. Like uh, like Grace brought up earlier, um, you know, if you've been sick for a long time or, um, you know, sickness has become common and quote unquote normal for you, it may be really hard in the beginning. You may really have to seek someone out to you know, get to a state of normality, but the goal should always be with any practitioner that you have, that they help you to come to a place where you do understand your body better. And then instead of being an sort of active participant in your life, that practitioner should move to become more of just a guide and a resource, um, someone to check in with, someone to help hold some accountability for you. But most of that should reside in yourself. So we always talk about, yes, there's a cost to working with functional medicine people like Grace or I here, but that, um, you know, the intention or what should happen is you make that investment in yourself, you come to know yourself better, understand your own inner workings, and then ultimately that investment pays off in a lot of dividends and you don't have to keep spending a lot of money, which is what doesn't happen in the conventional system. You know, it, because of insurance, it might be cheaper in the beginning because, hey, it's only a $20 copay or whatever, but they're not breeding any independence in you. It's either keep just keep taking the pill or come back again. And when there's another problem, I'll fix it for you. Right. So just a very and different. And we're paying for it one way or another. Well, that's it too. Right. I mean, uh, um, again, you know, I think it was Chris Kresser who came up and said that um, the lifetime cost of, and I may get this wrong, but just to give a hint, you know, the lifetime cost of diabetes, what did he say, is $80,000 extra or maybe, maybe it was even more than that. It was a lot of extra money that someone's going to rack up by having diabetes. Um, and <clears throat> that individual may not pay for it per se because the insurance company will pay for whatever it is, insulin shots and drugs and, and surgery and all these different things. But if a few thousand dollars, you know, up front doing some testing, getting a dashboard, teaching people to be in touch with their habits, teaching kind of ancestrally inspired, uh, you know, diet, lifestyle, movement, stress, sleep could completely change, take people from diabetic to not being diabetic anymore, uh, how, you know, how much money is that going to save? Yeah, right. right. Well, Lisa and I, we're always talking, what's the cost of not realizing your dreams? What's right. the cost of right. you having um, like adrenal, driving your adrenals down into the floor or not being able to do the endurance events you want to or, right. or even um, playing with your kids, being right. present and um, being there for your kids right. in, a, in a live way. What's right. the cost of that? Are you going to yeah. wait another year, two, three, four, or five before you figure it out? Right. So we, we just like, we don't want our hearts broken hearing about these stories where they waited. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we're, you know, people are there available. Tim, um, Gershaw, right. you take like right. re uh, remote. Yep. We'll um, go. We'll go. Don't worry. We'll Lisa, go through. Definitely we'll we'll Lisa, go through. Yeah. Um, you know, does too. <laughs> and, um, so do I. And yeah, you know, um, we just want to serve people um, so that they can see the life that they want to see. Right. Life is short. Right. It um, is. You know, you know um, look, if you're not, I mean, you know, if you're not living the life that you want, if you don't feel good, if you're having problems, you can either just live with it and it impact, you know, and, and its effects or seek someone else who can help you. 
you know, um, try and verify their credentials and make sure you're comfortable with them. Make sure that the plan that they're presenting for you, what are you going to, you know, in broad picture strokes, what are you going to do for me? Make sure that that sounds reasonable. You can get behind that. The changes that they're proposing are, are something that, that, sounds doable for you, right? And then make sure that they're giving you guidance and support, holding you accountable, doing these things. Because, you know, one of the biggest things for me is um, to get up on my soapbox is, you know, the internet is awesome, terrible also, but awesome because there's so much information out there, right? And before, you know, this information would never, th this podcast right here would never get out to anybody and no one would ever hear it, right? So we have tons of information, but we're constantly having to, to, you know, gently let people know that just having information doesn't change a darn thing, right? It's really about putting that information to work for you. And that's why, you know, having a, someone, a professional who's going to hold your feet to the fire, tailor it for what's going on for you is so important because it's, it, it's so much more than just, you know, take this thing or do this thing or, or whatever, because, you, you know, um, as, as one of my favorite guys, Derek Sivers on the internet uh, said, you know, if knowledge uh, uh, we're all you needed, then we'd all be millionaires with six pack abs, right? Because, you know, how many articles out there are about making money and getting in awesome shape? Oh, and I'm so grateful for the internet. That's how yeah. I met you. Oh, and yeah. You became one of my yeah. early mentors. Yep. I, you know, I have Lisa now, who's one of my mentors. Yep. I met Todd Lapine, yep. um, a, a physician and um, big, big, big IFM speaker. Yep. Um, I met all, a lot of awesome people who have taught yeah. me so much over yeah. the years and yeah. helped me with my own health. And even now, keep me grounded and like right. in the right place. Well, we all learn from each other. I mean, Grace, you've taught me a lot too, you know, and you continue to, we all learn together. Like I said, no one knows everything. Everybody, some of what we know is always wrong. And the only way we get better is by collaborating with each other, finding out what's working, trying it. I mean, the same way we have to try it ourselves and see, does this help patients get better? I would you also know? add, if you find a practitioner who is very dogmatic yeah. about all of their approaches, right. find another practitioner oh, because yeah. you really need to listen to people who are malleable right. and who look at the science and who are constantly keeping on top of what's going on. To, to give you the right advice. Right. I mean, I know we're all like confused about so right. many things. Right. So, you know, it, there's a lot of different opinions out there. Yeah. I would find someone who admits that they're wrong once in a while. Right, right. Oh, I think it's great. If someone oh, is yeah, still... Yeah. I it, like said potato starch was wrong, wrong, wrong. I had no <laughs> idea. Two months <laughs> into it, I'm like, what the fuck? People are getting fatter and fatter and the gut testing looks shitty. Yeah, like, yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> So don't do things that damage yourself when the science is very clear. Well, you know, look, we all make mistakes, right? Yeah. And that's and how I we have science. I love science. Oh yeah, that's I how agree. It informs a lot. Yeah, of us. I, I I agree. And you know, yeah, I would say, look, if some if a practitioner is doing the exact same thing, even two years down the road, the exact same thing, they're probably not doing it right. I mean, the the the, the awesome thing is there's so much information now. There's the internet has uh, enabled so much communication that people are able to talk to each other so much more than they ever were before. Of course, it makes it hard, right? Because trying to keep up and trying to make changes and it, it's difficult for people. But the top level practitioners are constantly upgrading. I mean, look, it's one of the reasons, you know, we all came to Paleo Effects is like to hear some of the cutting edge info that, that practitioners out there are finding, you know? And my one, I can tell you one of my goals is every five years, I want to be able to look back at what I was doing five years ago and like shake my head at how, how like, 
wrong I was, basically. And unfortunately, you know? I, I heard it one of the talks, and um, I actually had heard this before, mm -hmm. but it takes the medical community, the yeah. conventional medical community, 17 years yeah. to get from the science yeah. to getting it out to you know the public. Yeah. So yeah. if your conventional doctor w went to school in the 70s, you know, hopefully he's keeping up with things, but you right. never know. Right. Yeah. It's important you make sure. I mean, again, just a lot of these questions, you know, is your practice, no matter what initials they have after their name, are they really dedicating time and effort to continually improving their skills? Because if they're not, um, you know, they're falling behind. And, and I get it. Everybody's busy, you know, but fundamentally, you know, you want someone who's good at what they do and can help you. And so you need to be comfortable with them. You know, uh, you need their general overarching treatment plan needs to sound reasonable. They need to make sure they're doing more than just like knowledge. If they're just handing you handouts or doing, you know, giving you stuff to information, that's not good enough. You know, I mean, one of the biggest changes in my practice is really moving away from that. And it's really about information is important. Yes. But once you have that information, it's about making sure that you put that information into action. Because otherwise, you know, I think we've all had patients or, or clients who are now very well educated, but still absolutely as sick as they were when they first came to see you, which is a tremendous failure on all of our parts, you know, and everyone leaves that relationship unhappy because people don't want knowledge. They want, they want benefits, right? They want to feel better. Results. Right. Results are what matter. All right. Any last, uh, we've, we've been chatting, having a good time here, but any last things, uh, Lisa, anything you want to say, and then we'll wrap things up. You know, I, I just want to uh, say that I help mostly women. Okay. Um, yep. And that's, you know, my age group is yep. 40 plus. Okay. So, and I love to help those women because sure. that's where I'm at. Yep. I have a family. I have a husband. I have a business. Yep. Um, if, if you're finding yourself with the weight issues, with confidence, with your body, I'm all about right. body image okay. and just loving yourself the way you're at. Yep. Visit me at lisaramoswellness.com, and um, I would love to you talk to spell, you. Spell that for people. L-I-S-A-R-A-M-O-S-wellness.com. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we'll, li we'll link it up, but just so, so people. Yeah, absolutely. Anywhere else they should look for you on the internet? Uh, it's Lisa B. Ramos at most uh, social media sites. Okay, awesome, awesome. Thank you. Of course. How about you, Grace? What do you want to? Any gut institute, okay. and you can um, check it for updates. Um, and we'll be um, telling more information about the the medicine microbiome, the okay. microbiome medicine. Yep. Um, live training. It will have all the relevant 16s um, rRNA microbiota studies, um, and how they're relevant to practice. How to okay. how to see more clients for coaches and chiros, as well yep. as uh, functional pharmacists and physicians and mm. DOs, NDs, and okay. uh, MDs. Um, we you know, want to share all the latest information because the last few years there's just been a bloom of awesome, awesome studies. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't aware of them. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I put them on my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. But um, we're going to translate the data um, for you and hopefully make it um, practical nice. and um, share the protocols that are really, really working that are based nice. on this data. Nice. Yeah. Is that for practitioners? or It's going to be for coaches, FDN coaches, um, IIN, I hope I said that right, and, and NTP, okay. as well as any genre of um, healthcare practitioner, okay. acupuncturists, yep. yeah, um, chiros, and um, MDs, the, NDs, yeah, DOs, DCs, all the, all the, schools, all the and yep, nurses yep. who okay. are interested in this, PAs, yep. MPs. Okay. Um, uh, it's our beta launch, so you know, uh, I think the pricing is going to be excellent. We're going to we're getting just a slew of freebie gifts from all the people I love. They're Great. all donating. Um, probiotics, um, black cumin seed oil, ooh, 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 <laughs> exotic, um, 
uh, but all the you know different products I love. Like we'll we'll be getting some test kits I think as as well. Um, and just you know sharing what all the latest changes are and how yeah. you can implement it in your practice yeah. from being you know whether you're a coach or a chiro or acupuncturist or a physician or ND yep. trying to be cutting edge. This is not taught in schools as far as I know right now. Sure. And um, you know you'll be on the cutting edge. You'll learn how to not only have a big impact on clients, see faster recovery of all kinds of health. Yep. But also be profitable and sustainable to help cool. more people, help nice. more and more people that because we're just so sick now. Yeah. There's an endless stream of people who need help yeah. I, I can't even fulfill all you know um it's um as you found you know yeah. there's um t- uh, you know there's too too many unfortunately um, yeah. there's not so, enough there's so not enough practitioners yeah, for so everybody who needs train and, yeah. um in in the most relevant way that's evidence-based yeah. uh, microbiome based yeah yeah <laughs> awesome Poop and so based. yes so is that the gut institute.com Dot com, exactly is it gut institute or the gut institute? oh sorry it's the gut institute the gut TGI. In, okay Yay. the gut institute.com and they can follow you on twitter as well yes what are you on twitter oh i'm the gut goddess on twitter but <laughs> hi, under hyphen um yeah uh, underscore gut goddess the actually if you just look up microbiome or microbiota yeah. my picture yeah. pops up okay. I, i've been so prolific very good very good <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that wraps up this session. Uh, Until next time, take care. All right, folks, that wraps up another episode of the Aspire Natural Health podcast. If you enjoyed it, we hope you've subscribed to us over at iTunes. You can also check us out at our website, www.aspirenaturalhealth.com. That's Aspire as in A-S. P-I-R-E naturalhealth.com. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash aspirenaturalhealth or check out our library of videos over at YouTube. Just go over to YouTube and punch in Aspire Natural Health. You'll find us there. So a couple great more ways you can check out our free educational materials. At Aspire Natural Health, we are experts at treating gut dysfunctions, autoimmune diseases, and other hard-to-treat cases. If you that's you or someone you know, you can always contact us and schedule a free 15-minute consult with myself and find out if we are the right fit and we can help you out with your issues. So simply check us out, check out our website. Again, that's www.aspirenaturalhealth.com or give us a call at 425-202. 7849. You can set up that free 15 minute consult. All right, folks, until we meet again, take care.